0: Predators get a much-needed win in Game Three of the Stanley Cup Final, and tonight they try to even the series with the Penguins before play shifts back to Pittsburgh. Welcome to our special Stanley Cup Final edition of the Predators Podcast. I'm Forrest Goodman. Coming up, the Tennesseans Adam Vingan calls tonight a must-win for Nashville on home ice, while columnist Joe Rexroad reflects on the atmosphere of Game Three. But first, the Saturday night final was five-one. P.K. Subban was one of the predators that was carrying confidence in his team on the return home, despite losing the first two games.
1: Didn't get the bounces that we wanted, and you know we got to give them credit—they found the ways to win games. But
2: for us falling back, you know, one nothing, I thought we did a good job of sticking to the plan. We were playing great at the start, and um, you know we did a really good job of battling back into this game. But I thought we played a full 60 minutes
1: today.
0: We won, and now we're going to look forward to, to game four. His defense stood out Saturday night. Something our Adam Vingan asked Coach Peter Lobby. During Sunday's media availability,
2: PK Subban has really relished the opportunity that you've given him to play shutdown minutes against top opposition. I mean, every chance on the ice he gets, he seems to be nose to nose with Sidney Crosby or Kenny Malkin. I mean, not just for him, but I guess for any player of that capacity, I mean, how much is that in-your-face mentality a necessary element to be successful at that shutdown type role? Well, you, I mean, your last couple words
3: were probably best way to describe it. It's a shutdown. You're talking, whether it's Crosby or Malkin or or Getzlaff or Taves, or, you're talking about some of the better players in the game and you, you have to play good defense. As much as you know that we sit here and we talk about attack all the time and Look to create if we don't play good defense if we don't hold ourselves accountable to a level of defense And you know that we went through some times in the season where We had to have some meetings that just kind of peeled back the layers of what we were doing on the ice Um, If we don't play good defense, we won't be successful Not only is that with regard to all their team or, or all of any team But I think that certain players on the ice have to be marked as players that can really be dangerous and with that I think you have to pay extra attention to the way you play against them. And again, I'm not. They're doing the same thing. They're trying to figure out how how to hold Phil Forsberg uh, uh, accountable to his game and contain him. So I just think that PK and. All of our defensemen, if I'm being honest, and, and even from a team concept on defensively, it's been it's been pretty good in the playoffs to this
0: point. You can read Adam's coverage at Tennessean.com. He joins me now. Adam, many analysts and experts pointed out the Predators were likely the better team in games one and two, but they lost. So what was different about game three on home ice where they got their first win in the series? I
2: think it just comes down to the fact that they were able to make good and all of the the things that they were doing right on the ice. Um, I think Peter Laviolette said after game three that he didn't want to blame the first two losses on what he called puck luck, but a lot of bounces didn't fall their way, and in game three they did. Of course, when you win 5-1, that happens, Uh, and you mentioned home ice. They're now 8-1 on on home ice so that certainly has worked to their advantage and um, I know that you'll talk to Joe Rex wrote at some point he wrote in his column that uh, you know that the atmosphere and the in the scene uh, outside and inside of Bridgestone Arena on Saturday was just uh, spectacular and of course there was an estimated more than 50,000 people outside the arena uh, on Saturday, uh, there's only going to be one first time, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So they were able to they were able to have a successful debut, but now it ha- they have to do it again. Um, because if they lose in Game Four and it's three one, and the Penguins have a chance to to win the Stanley Cup on home ice later this week, it's, you know you, you'll remember Game Three fondly, but it'll also know that the the predators are in a position where they may end up uh you know may end up losing the series so they it comes down to replicating game three as much as possible because if they can win again on monday and and tie this series and becomes a best of three um you know that's a good position to be in
0: you're right all the hoopla all the emotions, the adrenaline that is gained from being, as you mentioned, that first time ever in hosting a Stanley Cup final on your home ice is thrown out the window if you don't show up tonight. So in your covering of the team, how should they react tonight? What can they do to make sure they carry over their skills and their play since tonight will be that second game on home ice?
2: Yeah, I I really just think they have to to, to play the same way. I mean, they were doing all the right things. They were still controlling play. They were, you know, I think they made some uh, solid and correct uh, lineup changes. They got faster. um, And that's what you need to do against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, They played... They, they played good enough defense to get by, you know, despite the fact that the score was five, one, I, I actually believe they, they may have thought it was their worst defensive performance in terms of allowing scoring chance opportunities. They were, I think a little bit more stingy in the, uh, in the first, in the first two games, despite the fact that they only gave up one goal. Um, so of course, they need to. I think they would like to tighten up a little bit more, and and but other than that, uh, you know, if you just look at the way that they played, it's they played the right way. Um, you know, they were, as I said before, they were making sure that they were turning their territorial advantage into tangible results, which was not what happened in games one and two, and why they lost. Uh, but you know, they were opportunistic, just as the Penguins were in games one and two, and that's why Pittsburgh's it in the position that they're in, making it to the Stanley Cup, and the Predators almost kind of beat them at their own game the other night. Uh,
0: and there, there's an interesting aspect there, too, when you talked about the Penguins. Uh, and we talk about emotions and we talk about adrenaline. They've been, on, they've been in hostile territory before. They'll be there again. So it sounds like the atmosphere was probably more of a benefit for the Predators than it was a negative for the Penguins. Do you agree?
2: Yeah, and, and last year the Penguins were in, I think, in the same situation. I think right. they started the um, Stanley Cup final up two nothing on home oh. ice against San Jose. Then they went uh, to California, and I believe they lost Game Three, uh, but they ended up winning Game Four, and they were up three one. I think they, they ended up winning the series in six games, if I recall correctly. But you know, they were able to shake off a you know shake off a performance. Uh, a losing performance in game three and come back and win game four. Um, you know, I, 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 look at this game as everyone does. It's very pivotal because if the Predators can win this game, I mean, I really, even though the, the Penguins are leading the series, it really feels like Nashville should just based on the way they've been playing. Um, if they, if they can win again, the P- Predators uh, tonight and make it two, two, you can sort of say that even though the series is tied that the, the Predators are in the driver's seat. Um, but if the Penguins find a way to win and go up 3-1, it makes it difficult for Nashville. Um, so, you know, it's funny because the other day we said, well, this is a must-win game in Game 3. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also a must-win game in Game 4. Right. So, the same thing happens.
0: Right. Well, and, and if if you're on the Penguin side of the puck, it's must-win for them, too. Because going back to Pittsburgh tied up 2-2 is not an ideal situation when, you know, up until Saturday, they had control.
2: Right. Um, And that puts them in a situation on uh, later this week. So if they win tonight to, you know, to win the Stanley Cup on home ice, which I don't believe they've done recently. Uh, I I feel like they won the Stanley Cup in San Jose and believe they won this their previous Stanley Cup in Detroit. So I don't think they've actually won the Stanley Cup on home ice recently. So um, that'll be an extra motivating factor as well.
0: One thing I I have noticed is that um, after going down 0-2 in this series, the Predators' locker room was very positive. They were very confident going home. That probably has only increased after the win Saturday night. Did you get that feeling when you talked to them Sunday?
2: Yeah, because they they left Pittsburgh frustrated because I think they knew that they were the better team. Um, And... in in that respect uh, they knew that if they continued to play the way they had been playing, they would probably, you know, break through. And they did. Um, It's, you know, you look at, you know, if you look at the way that the games were played in Pittsburgh and if you thought, well, the Predators were outplayed, they were, even if the scores were the same as they actually were, but if the Predators, you know, were we're not the aggressors. We're not getting the majority of scoring chances. We're not doubling them up on shots and goal and things of that nature. look at it that way and they come back down to nothing you can say well maybe they're in a a world of hurt but they, they really were the better team in games one and two so it seemed like it was uh imminent that they would figure it out so i think that's what it was that they knew that if they were doing the things that they had been doing uh through the first two games that they would eventually be rewarded for it and they were now it comes down to making sure they do it again
0: Adam Bingen continues his coverage of the Predators tonight in Game 4. Read it at Tennessean.com. Now, you just heard Adam discuss the atmosphere both inside and outside Bridgestone Saturday, and you maybe even read what our Joe Rex wrote, wrote about it. Joe joins me now. So, Joe, what was the experience like from a fan's perspective?
1: Well, it was pretty good for us. It was pretty good. Uh, you know, and it was, I, I don't know if there's anything surprising to me, but I did go out. I mean, I, I knew I had to get there early on Saturday. So I went out there to walk around Broadway, uh, at three o'clock four hours before game time, just to kind of get a feel for it. And I didn't get far because, you know, you couldn't, I mean, it was eight across on the sidewalks and, and kind of four going one way for four going the other probably uh, about double what it normally is. And uh, it was just, and even at that point, it was like the party had been going on all day. Uh, so the fact that it continued through the night, I mean, the scenes from, of course I was inside the arena, but the scenes from outside were were pretty amazing. And, and, it, and then even inside the arena, I, I kind of wondered, like, you know, what more can they do? It's the big the big difference this time the players were like were I mean unprompted I think every player that I talked to the game brought it up the fact that they were in their seats during warmups it was basically a packed arena and they were you know making full noise at that point and I think Brian Ellis said I don't know if you see that in any sport let alone has any of them seen that in hockey so it was. Uh, and then, of course, the, the home team gave him a lot of reason to cheer during the game as well, and it was a great atmosphere as it always is. But yeah, I don't know if that uh, Saturday, that first the final atmosphere, could be topped.
0: What time did it finally clear out Sunday, or did it ever clear out Sunday after the win Saturday night?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, when I went home, it was uh, it was still going out there. I, I bet. And I, you know, I mean, yeah, Saturday night on on, on Broadway. I guess we'll be going to a pretty decent extent anyway, but, uh, Yeah, I imagine that there were some people sleeping in or, uh, you know, having to take a nap, maybe get some Gatorade going on Sunday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. And uh, like you mentioned, something that will never be duplicated again because there's only one time you'll ever host your first time. So tonight it's the second game in Nashville. It's the second game to host. Uh, Duplicating that type of atmosphere, how important is that for the Predators to try to even up this series at 2-2?
1: Yeah, and I'm sure it will be just as great in the arena. I mean, I think obviously it is a work day for, for folks today, and, and it's a little bit rainy, and so you know I'm sure it won't be quite the same thing outside, although I think by game time, I'm sure you'll see a you know, massive crowd out there and things like that. But yeah, in the arena, I mean, they're going to get the same thing. They're going to get the boost in the crowd. I think boy, one big thing from game uh, three was that um, – you know, it was one nothing, and uh immediately after that goal, you know, the, the crowd sort of, you know, of course, they're, they're stunned for a minute. It's like, oh, they just scored. It's like are arena going to be okay and all this stuff, but then the crowd got it rolling right again on, on the face-off after that goal, and I, I thought that was important. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure there will be some adversity tonight. I would think that Pittsburgh... Um, you know, we play its best game. And when you talk for two days about how their top two guns didn't get a shot in the last game, you know those guys are going to be extra aggressive tonight. So I think we're going to see a great game tonight.
0: Joe, in talking earlier to Adam, he used the term, again, must win. I kind of think in the postseason every game is a must win. But for momentum, this is a, a must win because there's a big difference going back to Pittsburgh evened up at 2-2 compared to being down 1-3.
1: Oh, no doubt. I mean, you're talking about a brand-new series, best two out of three, all the pressure on Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh going home to close this thing out. I mean, you know, a chance to to secure the cup Thursday night in Pittsburgh. And You know, if they're able to get a split in this atmosphere, they have to feel great about their chances. I mean, you can look at these three games and say, look, the Predators have outplayed them for a pretty significant majority of the time, and that's true. But if, if the, the Penguins find a way, they found a way in games one and two. If they find a way tonight, you know, then they're going to be on the verge of winning it. And I just think it's awfully, awfully tough to win three straight against a defending champ with this many great players. Uh, again, I, the Predators love how they match up and how they're playing against this team. But this is, uh, this is essential.
0: Both Adam and Joe will be there tonight for Game 4. Keep up with their coverage of the Predators at Tennessean.com. Look for our next podcast, too. Tuesday morning, we'll recap the game before both teams head back to Pittsburgh. But today, it's all about Game Four on home ice for the Predators and their opportunity to even up the series 2-2. It's 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 going to be an another
3: amazing atmosphere game, and um, so really looking forward to that again. It's a new series now. It's a it's a series is on, and and our goal is to win the Titus series and and head to Pittsburgh in uh, in in 2-2 situation.
0: That's Pecorino, who saved 27 of 28 shots on goal in Game Three after allowing eight goals in games one and two. The puck drops tonight at seven at Bridgestone Arena. Thanks to Adam Vingen and Joe Rexroad for joining me. We will do it again tomorrow to recap game four. I'm Forrest Goodman. So long, everybody.